It's time to play like a jet with your host, Scott Mason. Play like a jet. What does that mean? Makai Becton, ladies and gentlemen, human beings that large should not run as fast as Makai Becton did. And if you like people just abusing other humans, the Makai Becton tape is for you. Wilson going to the air. Chased out by Daquan Jones. Wilson looking end zone wide open. Touchdown! First NFL touchdown for Zach Wilson. And it goes to Corey Davis. Down the middle, he's got it. Elijah Moore. The 20, the 10, the 5. Touchdown. Jones has just caught flat-footed. What an excellent, excellent round. He'll hit immediately. He's got the handoff. You know that's the Q-inator. Oh, my gosh. Listen, thank you. From the playlikeajet.com digital studio. This is Play Like a Jet. My name is Scott Mason. You can follow me on Twitter at playlikeajet1. And it is time for the Jets Dolphins pregame report. So for that, we bring in our friend who is the owner, the operator, the lead reporter, the whole shebang over at jetsinsider.com. And above all that, a very big deal, Mr. Chris Nimbley. Chris, let's start off with the fact that the Jets have gotten a huge break here because two of the best players on the Dolphins their best offensive weapon, rookie Jalen Waddell, and one of their best defensive players, rookie safety Javon Holland, both out COVID protocols. So Jets really need to look to take advantage of this. Yeah, absolutely. And if you've paid any attention to the way that the Dolphins uh, games have been, you know, going these last few weeks, you take Jalen Waddell away from that that offense, and that's going to be a problem. They like. <laughs> that Jalen Waddle has been the thing really generating most offense for them. Uh, Gasecki has, has been right there with them neck and neck kind of uh, taking turns, but it's, it's really been Waddle. They've been living it just absolutely living off uh, to with this short, uh, quick passing game. And, you know, they're, they're able to generate some stuff here and there with other players, but it's, it's Waddle doing that heavy lifting. Um, and then again, Gasecki right behind him. But if you got two of those guys have to worry about, and then obviously we've seen how much the Jets have struggled with just simple screens. It doesn't even matter who the running back is in that situation. Um, you, so you take Jalen Waddle out of that equation, that makes things a whole lot easier for the Jets defense. Now we've seen Jets defense still probably you know worse in the league among worst in the league uh so maybe without waddle they can still do it but i you know there's n- there's not a lot of weapons there's this offensive line is is really bad uh they don't have any type of real running game and it's it's Kiseki that and i i was sitting here saying you know the jets should be able to just stop Gusecki, but we're going to have to wait and see uh, on this because we've 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 uh, overestimated this Jets defense a couple of times this year, and even me saying that was like, you know, we weren't like expecting anything good from them. It was just we were expecting something. So I don't know. It, it's a little scary to to expect too much here, but also at the same time, this Dolphins uh, offense is going to be. It's really hard to see how they can generate much of an offense without Jalen Waddle. Chris, before we get to the injuries on the Jets side, let's talk a little bit about Denzel Mims. During the week, he spoke to the media, said it's been a very difficult year for him. Won't say if last week's benching was warranted or not. Says the penalties were frustrating. 
Last four games were a chance for him to show the world his talent. Says he thinks he's a very good player. Doesn't think there's too many like him. And something similar was echoed by Jets offensive coordinator Mike LaFleur, who said there's no excuse for what happened in the game this past week against the Saints with all the penalties with Denzel Mims, but that Mims does have talent and he's going to get the opportunity to showcase it the next couple of games. So very difficult for him to bounce back from what was an inexcusably terrible performance against the Saints, but because of the injuries, because of the lack of depth on the roster, he's going to get opportunities, and it's going to be up to him to make the most of them. He's got four games left to do something. He'd better do it, or he's going to be in big trouble. You have to, you have to give him the looks because why? Why not? What else are you doing? Um, it, it's got to be kind of like a crash course here. Uh, show us something. Prove something here. I, this is it is weird though. It this I feel like I'm one of the only people in the world who ever thinks about this types of stuff. Um, but and sometimes you know, when you're, you're watching an athlete in any sport and they're just struggling more than ever, it's like man. And people are just like, "What happened today?" And it's just like sometimes my brain's like, "Well, maybe just something really bad's going on in their life, or maybe they're just not." you know, in a good place, or maybe it's just so many things piled up one thing after another. And we never, ever think about this. This isn't something we ever consider. And this isn't, I'm not talking about Denzel Mims specifically. It's just like something to consider in the back of your mind when you're wondering, like, this person's really struggling and it doesn't seem to compute and make sense. Well, you know, they're, they're people like every one of us has gone through stretches of our lives where you're not functioning at a hundred percent here. Um, so it, 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 when you're looking at Denzel Mims and everything he had last year, uh, you know, all the injuries, the training camp, uh, start, stop, get in, uh, and then, you know, the Adam Gaze offense to this year, the food poisoning, COVID, uh, all this different stuff piling up. It can be a lot. Um, I, but you know, this is also one of the things it's, if it, if it is something else, it, you know, it sounds cold and harsh, but this is the world of the NFL. It, it doesn't matter. Um, he's going to need to prove to the organization that whatever it is that's bothering, whether it's, you know, something in body, something in mind, or just, it's just not clicking. Uh, he's going to have to prove with these four weeks that he's got a handle on that. We know he's talented. Uh, we've seen it a lot, in, especially in the sport. There's tons of talented college players that never make the transition from the NFL to the from college to the NFL uh, successfully. There's lots of reasons for it. Sometimes it's it is talent, uh, but most often it's either something uh, you know mentally not clicking or uh, you know just not working hard enough and. That's I'm not suggesting that's the case with Denzel Williams. I have uh, nothing to really pinpoint there, but talent usually isn't the reason why players don't make it in the NFL. Uh, you you got drafted because you had talent. Talent isn't usually what separates the players. Uh, he's he's got the talent. He's just got to figure it out, and he's got four games to figure it out to secure have any type of like secure safety in the roster spot next year because he's going to go into training camp and he's there his trade value has got to be so low that you have to go into next season and you're going to have to say okay 
you're going to give him training camp and preseason and hope that he shows you something there. So even if he's a dud the rest of this way, it's not completely closing the books, but he'd feel a lot more comfortable if he could, you know, get a feather in his cap to be like, Hey, look, point at that. You can feel good about getting more of this next year. Chris, we talked about the injuries for Miami. Now let's talk about the injuries for the Jets. Run through the injury report for us. So we got Fant is doubtful with a knee injury. He hadn't, doesn't, hasn't practiced all week. He, uh, so that's not looking good, but also um, better an offensive lineman this stage. This isn't a situation where they necessarily need to see him play. Um, but it says doubtful, so that that's that's not looking great. Uh, Laurent uh, Duvernay-Tardif is questionable with an ankle. He was limited all week, but again, he did practice. Everybody else was a full participant on, on Friday. There were some limiteds. Uh, C.J. Mosley didn't uh, practice on Thursday, but he was a full participant on Friday. Um, so you got Dan Feeney with a back limited, uh, questionable. Sheldon Rankins uh, didn't practice on Wednesday, limited Thursday, full on Friday. He is uh, a questionable, but it looks like he's going to go. Michael Carter, too. Um, and Michael Carter one also has been activated. We'll see uh, how many reps he gets. I don't know that they're just going to throw him back out, especially with Tevin Coleman uh, back from the concussion. Now uh, Isaiah Dunn has been activated for, from the illness thing. John Franklin Myers with a knee full participant Trayvon Wesco and Quinn Williams also full participants expected to uh, play. Play like a jet. Play like a jet. Let's try and make people some money today, Chris. We'll start with the line for the game. The Dolphins are favored by nine and a half. Okay, so I've we've again we've made this mistakes too many times by saying, hey, this this team isn't good enough to be favored uh, by this many points against anybody. Uh, so take the Jets, and uh, it's it's bitten me. Uh, a few times here it hasn't worked out a couple times but i'm gonna stick with that theory again and that this is largely due to Jalen waddle being out too um vegas doesn't like to move lines for a player like Jalen waddle i do um again <laughs> that that's uh, he's such an integral part of that offense and also i just think that if you look at the, the dolphins last uh i know they had a buy in there they won five straight but you know it was against like the Jets and the Texas. It's against like the five worst teams in the league. I know they're going to play the Jets again here, but the, I, I said this last time. If the Jets were the one in, on the five game winning streak and the Dolphins were among the worst teams in the league, this is the game, a game where the Jets would lose. And at this point, the Dolphins on a five game winning streak, Jets among the worst in the league. And this just feels like a game the Dolphins should lose. You're going to give me nine and a half points on top of that? Yeah, I, I like that. Over under 41. This this I, I like the under on. Uh, <laughs> this this I like the under on. The, the only real way I can see this creeping over is uh, some Miami defensive touchdowns popping up. So I, I like the under pretty comfortably here. Touchdown props. Devontae Parker plus 115. Uh, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna say no on that. That's definitely not enough juice for it. Duke Johnson plus one forty. Yeah, see, that is Duke Johnson uh, making a reemergence there. Uh, I, I, 
I can't trust the, their running game at all. Speaking of which, Malcolm Brown plus one forty. Yeah, you definitely can't do that. Salvan Ahmed plus one forty. Yeah, no, yeah, it's man. He he had a nice little streak last year for like two or three games, uh, but no. And that off again, that offensive line is just a, a mess. Miles Gaskin plus one forty. No, no, no. Mike Gesecki plus one sixty. There it is. That's mm-hmm. that's if I'm I'm gonna bet on somebody to score a touchdown on the Dolphins, I'm rolling my dice on uh, Gesecki. Uh, and plus one sixty. That's that's the thing that Devontae Parker. The, the juice is super low on that. But as bad as the Jets secondary is. You can probably still get one, but I I like that Gusecki one um, and with better odds than uh, than the Parker one. I like Gusecki to score a touchdown, but plus one sixty just isn't enough juice for me. Michael Carter plus one eighty. Uh, I'm uh, I'm I'm a shy away from this, uh, largely due to I just don't know how many reps he's gonna get. I. I, I and the goal line is, again, with Tevin Coleman. If Tevin Coleman wasn't coming back, I might be more inclined to roll with it. But uh, I'm, I'm going to stay away from the Michael Carter ones this week. Speaking of Tevin Coleman, he's plus 180. Yeah, I like I like that. I like that a lot. Tua Tagovailoa, plus 225. Now, Tua's, Tua's uh, you know, how many has he been running in? I, I'm not seeing a lot of this. Bootlegs, a lot of sneaks. Uh, I'll stay away from it. Jamison Crowder plus two seventy. Plus two seventy. That's a decent. That's a decent amount of juice. I'll I'll roll with that there. My thinking here is largely, obviously, uh, I'm going to be a little skeptical of uh, Jets offense players against this defense, especially after last time and the way that they blitz and Zach Wilson and those outside corners. So my thinking here is okay. Jameson Crowder can sneak one in in the middle. Albert Wilson plus two seventy five. All right, you know I, I'm I'm going to revise my answer from before about talking about only Gasecki. I could see uh, a like a Albert Wilson breaking a reverse type of situation or something for a seventy yard touchdown. I'd like a little bit more juice to bet on that, but I'd I'd throw something on that. Keelan Cole plus three ten. This is a spot where I could actually see Keelan Cole being like the one guy to score a touchdown for the Jets, um, but I, I I don't feel comfortable enough to bet it. Braxton Berrios plus three sixty. Ah, uh, pretty boy, pretty boy, down in Miami. He's 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 the Miami kids, Miami University, down in Miami. Pretty boy, looking like he fits in Miami. I mean, sure, why not? Uh, I highly doubt it. Uh, I would probably recommend staying away. But, you know, a little Miami magic. You sure do talk a lot about Braxton Berrios being pretty. I'm just throwing that out there. I'm just saying, he is a, a pretty man. And <laughs> it, it, it's something. He's got the long, flowing hair. And he's, he, I've said it before. He's, I watch him at training camp, and I'm like, he's too quick. He's, he shouldn't be allowed to be that pretty and that quick. Isaiah Ford and Mac Hollins are both plus 450. Yeah, there's a reason for that. Um, no, no, thank you. Here we go, Chris. Ryan Griffin plus 450. On principle, absolutely not. <laughs> Dolphins defense plus 450. Ooh, plus 450. Oh, man. I'm, I'm going to say yes. Uh, I, this, 
Zach Wilson's been a lot better. One one area he's wildly improved on. The the improvements that he's made has been very small and incremental, except the disaster plays. He's he's made a big leap in the disaster plays, avoiding those types of things. But this Dolphins blitz those those uh, playmakers in the secondary. Uh, I I like a little bit. I'll roll a little bit of the dice on that. Preston Williams, Durham Smythe, and Adam Shaheen are all plus five hundred. Uh, I'll 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 go with the Shaheen one. I watch them. He makes he makes more plays than you expect throughout the course of the game, and plus five hundred. Uh, I I could throw a little something on that. And uh, he just made up those other names, so we don't even really need to discuss it. <laughs> Ty Johnson, Lamichael P. Ryan, Zach Wilson, none of whom I have made up, are all plus five fifty. Yeah, though that one. I've got confirmed that you didn't make those names up. Um, Ty Johnson, definitely not. Uh, it's with uh, Tevin Coleman and uh, Michael Carter coming back, and even in limited reps with Carter after after what we we saw last week with those drops and the fumbles he's had earlier in the year. I, I think Ty Johnson has just kind of you know. He's botched it, brain farted himself out of touches here at this point. Um, and then, yeah, the others just I, – I don't see it happening. I know the names, know they're real people, um, but uh, no, don't see it happen. Jeff Smith, Denzel Mims, and Nick Bodden are all plus 900. And then there's a good reason for that, but make it plus 9 million, and I'll still probably tell you no. Hunter Long and Seathan Carter, both plus 1,000. Hunter Long and Seathan Carter. Seathan, Seathan, no. For wrestling fans, you might think this is Ethan Carter the third EC3. It is not. I don't know who Seathan Carter is. I'm surprised Chris didn't accuse me of making him up. Trevon Wesco is plus 1,100 and Kenny Yaboa is plus 1,400. Yeah, that oh man, it'd be nice to hit a plus fourteen hundred. I I, I, w- I wish I had confidence in that and coming through for you, so I could tell you to do that. That would be great if I could like convince people to to put something on a plus fourteen hundred and it hit. But this isn't that one. The Jets' defense is plus eight fifty, and no touchdown scored is plus sixty five hundred. Ooh, okay, so. Yeah, I can't do the Jets defense there. It's possible, but even with those odds, it's not. I don't. I don't like it. I'm. I'm really liking and digging this this concept of a no a touchdown game though, because like one of these days is going to happen, and I like those odds. But uh, this probably isn't it. Player passing yards: Tua Tagovailoa over under two fifty one point five. Zach Wilson over under two eleven point five. Two. This is like two fifty and two eleven, and I'm I'm scared to go over on either of them. <laughs> <laughs> like, like this is this is a, a, alarming. It's two thousand and twenty one, and I'm scared to go over on either of them. I I have to go over on. Do I? Uh, I don't like it. I don't like either of them. I'm scared to go over on them, but I'm also every time I'm trying to go to under, I'm like have to be able to do a, a crack bat but then i think about the blitz and i i don't know i'm staying away but if you gotta do it uh go over on wilson and uh oh yeah over on two or two 
Passing touchdowns to attack Vailoa is over under 1.5. Zach Wilson is over under 0.5. And Zach Wilson is also over under 1.5 interceptions, which with this blitz, as you talked about before, is a dicey proposition. The the interceptions one I'd stay away from, but if you're gonna bet it, then I I, I think you gotta you gotta roll it on the over there. Um, but I, I, I don't feel great about him throwing two interceptions. So, uh, like I said, he has made those improvements, but man, if this, this defense can get it out of him, Um, and yeah, as, as far as the touchdowns, that one and a half is, oh man, uh, give me the over on Tua and give me the over on Zach Wilson too. I at, at some point in the game he's going to be able to uh, punch one in through the air. Player total rushing yards, Miles Gaskin over under 53.5. It's, this is this is tough. They can't run but the Jets can't stop the run. They also have like so many running backs though. I don't know how they're going to divvy up the carries because they all again a bunch of not great running backs with bad offensive line. I don't feel good about it, um, but yeah, against this defense, I, 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 I guess you got to pick one of these running backs and and go over at least. Um, so yeah, I'll go with Gaskins. Player total receiving yards: Devontae Parker over under fifty four point five, Jamison Crowder over under forty two point five, Mike Gesicki over under forty five point five, Ryan Griffin over under nineteen point five. Chris, I'll tell you the one that looks good to me. That's Mike Gesicki at over under forty five point five. Yeah, Gesicki looks great with that. Um, again, I'll use the same logic with Crowder. Uh, I, I think you can get that there. Devontae Parker, I, I I like the over a lot on that. The the biggest concern and worry I have with him is, you know, injuries. Um that that it's always possible that he doesn't make it through the game. Um so I I like uh, Gasecki the most there. And, you know, again, I, I don't bet on Ryan Griffin as touchdowns on principle, but when you're talking about such low yardage uh totals. And he is, you know, like that starting tight end. Uh, I will go ahead on the over for that as well. Now to close out the show, we'll get our picks for the week from our friend Walter Cherapinski over at WalterFootball.com. Walter. Welcome back to the show, sir. Thanks, Scott. have to say I'm not a fan of this card this week. Uh, there's so many uncertainties with COVID. Three games have been moved already, and we don't know who's going to play in them or other games. Uh, so I, I, I like five games uh, a little bit, so I'll give those to you. Uh, the first one is the Jets game. The, the Dolphins are minus nine and a half at home against the Jets. I actually like Miami quite a bit here. Uh, at, the Dolphins blitz more than any other team in the NFL, which is very significant against Zach Wilson, uh, who is absolutely terrible against the Saints. Um, Zach Wilson, when he's not blitzed this year, completes 59.8% of his passes on a 6.5 YPA that's yards per attempt uh, those numbers are bad but they're not they're not horrible like they're, they're pretty bad uh, but when Zach Wilson is blitz he completes 45.1% of his passes on a 4.9 YPA uh, those aren't even practice squad caliber numbers those are horrible uh, so the Dolphins are going to put a lot of pressure on him he's going to turn the ball over a lot especially without his top two receivers uh, so I, I expect Miami to win uh, pretty big here uh, I like four other games uh, the Steelers are minus one 
at home against the Titans. They actually open up as home underdogs. Uh, now they're favored with, with lots of sharp action coming in on them, which is not a surprise to me. Uh, I don't understand why the Titans were favored in the first place. Uh, in, their, in their last three games without A.J. Brown and Derrick Henry, uh, they lost to Houston. They got blown out by the Patriots, and they beat Jacksonville last week, but they averaged 3.8 yards per play. It was the same number as Jacksonville. Uh, so that, that 20 to nothing lead uh, win was very misleading. Uh, so I, I think the Steel, I think the Steelers win this game. Uh, two weeks ago, the Steelers beat Baltimore at home. Uh, Baltimore right now is a better team than, than Tennessee, which obviously won't be the case when Henry and Brown come back. But right now, uh, the Steelers should be able to win this game. Uh, I like Dallas minus 11 at the Giants. This is a big number. Uh, but the Giants are one of the teams uh, who have not had their game moved, who have been uh, hit hard by COVID. Uh, they're they're going to be missing a lot of players in all likelihood. Uh, they're going to be down numerous defensive backs, which is going to be troublesome against C.D. Lamb and Amari Cooper and all of Dallas's weapons. And their offensive line is, is bad. Uh, and so they're not going to be able to block Dallas's pass rush, which is looking very lethal right now. Uh, I think Dallas wins this game easily. Uh, Dallas was up 24 to nothing against uh, Washington last week. And, you know, there was a comeback at the end. But, that, but Washington's at a better team than the Giants. So Dallas should be able to take care of business here pretty easily. Uh, and I can't believe I'm saying this, but I'm taking Jacksonville minus five against Houston. I never thought I'd, I'd bet the Jaguars as favorites uh, this year, but this is the case uh, for two reasons. First of all, the Jaguars fired Urban Meyer, uh, one of the worst coaches in the NFL, probably the worst. Uh, so I think they're going to be they're going to play better uh, without him. You know, they really hated him, so they're going to be motivated. Uh, but the other reason is Houston has so many COVID cases. They're another one of these teams that have been hit hard and they haven't had their game moved. Uh, they're going to be missing a lot of starters. I think most of their back seven is going to be out. Uh, so I think this is a nice opportunity for Jacksonville to kind of get back on track and to, to to, uh, build momentum for next year. So I think they win this game uh, by touchdown or more. Uh, finally, Monday night, I like Minnesota minus five and a half against Chicago. This line actually opened up minus three and a half. Uh, the Sharps have been betting Minnesota, which is not a surprise. Uh, the Bears are the third team that have been hit hardest by COVID that haven't had their game moved. Uh, it's, it's likely that they're going to be missing their top two offensive tackles. Uh, uh, Justin Fields got hurt last week. Uh, he's going to play, but he's going to be play injured. Um, and Minnesota's pass rush against Chicago's offensive line, which can't block it. It just seems like too much of a, this, uh, an advantage for them uh, against Chicago. Uh, so those are the WalterFootball.com Week 15 picks. Back to you, Scott. Thanks, Walter. Make sure you check out everything they're doing at WalterFootball.com. A lot of draft content, plenty of gambling and fantasy. It's all there right now, and it's constantly being updated. WalterFootball.com. And check out everything that we're doing over at playlikeajet.com and the Play Like a Jet YouTube channel. Lots of film breakdowns. There are going to be plenty of them after the game from Luke Grant, so make sure that you check those out. And if you haven't given us a five-star review on iTunes for the podcast yet, if you could go ahead and do that for us, really appreciate it. Easy way to help out the show if you like what we're doing. It doesn't take you much time. doesn't cost you any money, but it goes a long way to help us out. So if you could go ahead and do that for us, we'd be quite grateful. And for the latest and greatest in New York Jets podcasts and content, you know where to go. That's Play Like a Jet Digital and PlayLikeAJet.com.